This is the Horse Radio Network. Welcome to Episode 870 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today, Hillary Moore-Hebert, senior editor of Dressage Today magazine and DressageToday.com, joins the Dressage radio show crew to talk about how Jan Brinks translates the training scale. And Reese Kofler-Stanfield and Philip Parks, show co-hosts, join in on the conversation. And we'll get right to our tip after this shopping tip from StatelineTac.com. When the weather forecast calls for wind, rain, bone-chilling temperatures, or snow, look no further than StatelineTac.com to make sure your barn time is warm, dry, and stylish. StatelineTac.com has jackets and vests that keep you warm and dry from afternoon hacks in New England to break-of-dawn schooling sessions in Wellington. They also carry a wide selection of toasty warm breeches for schooling ring or show ring. They even have waterproof breeches for those days when Mother Nature is at her worst. And StatelineTac.com knows there's nothing more satisfying than having warm, dry feet at the barn, so they have beautiful winter boots for showing, weather-busting paddock boots for on the horse or off, and lots of rubber boots for mucking about. Surf over to StatelineTac.com today and choose from your favorite brands like Ariat, Devonair, Dublin, Mountain Horse, Carrots, Tough Rider, and many, many more. StatelineTac.com. Well, this is our favorite segment of the month. We are so happy to have Hillary Moore Hebert, Senior Editor from Dressage Today, to talk with us about what's going on at Dressage Today this month. So our October issue has a bunch of really fun stuff. It's still on the newsstands, and um, we're just going to wrap up some of the things that are on in the magazine before we're talking about going into November when I meet with you guys next month. But um, the first thing that I wanted to share with you is I did an article with um, uh, master trainer Jan Brink from Sweden, and he did a sidebar with me that I thought was really cool that we kind of pulled from a book that he did um, that uh, is only available in Swedish, but he was very kind and we worked through the translation. Um, but he talked about how when you do a translation of anything, that there's sometimes not exact translations and words, and I definitely noticed that as we do the translation from the German training scale. But he said that in Sweden, the biggest thing is that they don't use the term scale the way we do, where it means like a ladder or stairs. And so they um, really consider the training scale as a training um you know, more of a training approach. And what he says is he uses it instead as a picture of how the horse should have things in his training and that they're all milestones. So we're still talking about the same thing with rhythm, relaxation, you know, all the way up. Um, 
but that he uses it as milestones and that there are several pieces and modules that he works with throughout his training that form the base of the horse's training and the top arrives when you see it after that. So I thought that was really interesting and I wanted to hear your guys' thoughts on, you know, how you interpret the training scale um, in the way that we think of it as a pyramid in the U.S. No, I think that that's a really interesting concept and I think, you know, it's it's essentially just a different way to look at it, but I love it. And I think that it makes dressage having either a scale or modules or milestones really helps sort of everybody, trainer, rider, horse, kind of know where they are and what they're working for. You know, I think dressage, there's so much theory that you can get involved with, but when you have an actual, you know, for example, we have the training scale poster in the arena and sometimes okay. Everybody needs to stop and we need to look at that and just just get make sure that our theory and where we're going is in the right spot. So I like having the scale. I think the same idea, having modules or having different milestones that everybody can sort of say, OK, hey, good job. You can now work toward collection, for example, or your straightness is off. That's why your collection's not working. I I, I find that very helpful as a teacher um, and, and also in, in, in showing people how to kind of troubleshoot when they have an issue and I'm not standing there, they can kind of stop and think and if they have to go look at the poster and decide where am I having some issues. So I find it really helpful and kind of helps get everybody through all the theoretical uh, stuff that you have to know. Philip, how about you? What do you think? Yeah, I think I, you know, uh, pretty much the same thing. I mean, I use the, the scale as a guideline, right? And that, you know, as you, as you're trying to evaluate how is my horse going or there's a problem, just like you said, um, let's go back to the guidelines and say what's what's missing or what's what's good and what's not so good and uh, and uh, try and figure it out because it's it's as much about the thought you know of of doing the training as it is about actually doing it right like you can kind of get into a problem and and uh, if you don't have a plan or or somewhere to go with your issue, then you're not going to go anywhere, right? Like if you're not thinking about what you're, what you're trying to achieve, it's just, it's not just going to happen out of the air. So, um, I mean, it's just really handy that way and, uh, and make sure that you continue to, to train in a, in a good way. So I think that's good to always be talking about, um, you know, the guidelines that have been set out for training horses for hundreds of years, right? There's nothing new you can introduce into that. Um, to do it the best way that you can. Exactly. Well, and I think, I think, um, it's really interesting. Uh, we had Christoph Hess here for, um, the PVDA symposium that uh, we had it, uh, at my farm, I want to say last weekend, but now I can't even remember. <laughs> um, but, uh, we had a couple people come in and what I thought was really interesting is, um, Linda Pirelli actually flew up from Texas. And Tick Maynard came to do a natural horsemanship demonstration, but he's also long-listed for the eventing team. And it was really interesting because I think that it's exactly what you guys were just saying. There's so much horsemanship in general that has been around forever. And I think it's sort of saying what is the foundation of things and whether we interpret it as modules or a pyramid or a ladder or whatever, you know, we're all really... I think looking at the same kinds of things when you're doing things properly. And I think that it's really neat to see how 
um, you know, almost in our diff- our separate worlds that cross sometimes, um, you know, how we almost are developing the same language and maintaining that same language, uh, even though we're across an ocean or in different disciplines or what. And that's a wrap. You can find lots more tips on topics ranging from barn care to websites for horse people on horsetipdaily.com. Just look for the topics drop down menu on the left. And you can have all of the Horse Radio Network shows with you wherever you go with our new free app for iPhone and Android. Just go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. And don't forget to support our sponsors here on Horse Tip Daily because they really do make these podcasts possible. Today's podcast has been brought to you by the generous support of StatelineTAC.com. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. Music.